Hey, and welcome back to the Sister Cast. This is episode 12. I'm Amanda. And I'm Zoe. And if Zoe, if it's yellow, let it mellow. <laughs> if it's brown, flush you know, it down. You, well, <laughs> I was going to leave that up to the imagination. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, so we're mid-house uh, renovation here at Amanda's house. We're also mid-renovation at Zoe's house, too, but we record this podcast over here at my house, and uh, the water's off right now. It's a Saturday when we're recording this. Uh, contractors are working overtime-ish to get the job done. I say overtime-ish because I love our con- my contractor, but if he had worked full <laughs> days prior to... It's kind of just a consistent part-time effort. I'm, ag- I'm actually loving my contractor. Right. He makes me smile. Well, but, that's good. But man, he only likes to work about a five-hour day. <laughs> hey, don't we all? But <laughs> I would love to work a five-hour day. I usually do work a five-hour day. And when you pay by the job and not by the hour, hey. There you go. You want to come on a Saturday, everyday Saturday to me, so that's fine. So, at the moment. Yeah. At the moment. But so. the countdown is on. You're back to work soon. Yeah. Like yeah. I'm back to work on paper in a week. Oh my gosh. And then I'm on like six weeks holiday. And then I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm so excited to head yeah. back to work. Um, basically once I came back from England and this bathroom renovation was done, those were the last two things that were sort of one to close up my uh, time off and I'm ready to go back. Right, right. Hey, speaking of England, you're back. I'm back. Yes, our back-to-back trips are over, and um, I have a I have a tote bag here. So when you came back in the was it the last episode? It's hard to keep. Track yeah, it was now. episode eleven. Yeah. Yeah. So in episode eleven, you had just come back from your trip, and you had picked up a Notting Hill shopping bag. Mm-hmm. So I got my own shopping bag. And it says the British Museum on it. So when I was in England last in 2001, the Viking and I went to the British Museum and it was beautiful. When you walk in through the front doors, you go into this atrium that's white marble and it just glows. And then in the middle of that is a round reading room that's the most beautiful library I've ever seen in my entire life. So I was super excited to go back to the British Museum now. Guess what was closed? No. The reading room. I had amped it up so much. I had told the nine-year-old all about it. And I was like, it's the most beautiful library you'll ever see. We walk in and there's this like sign, kind of like like a big permanent sign, fully blocking where the entrance was. And you can go around it. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, well, I guess we walk around this sign. And it does say reading room still on it. And you walk around and then there's blockades there. And he goes, well, I guess it's going to be the most beautiful library I've never seen. (laughs) Snap. Dang. Why was it closed? Like renovations? or I'm not sure. They had... um, Some sort of a tragic incident happened there? Ooh, maybe a murder. No, I don't know. Um, There was a In the reading room at the British Museum with the (laughs) candlestick. So, I don't know. But anyway, there was a whole new renovation. Something, something exhibit. Blah, blah, blah. Was that where you went to have the tea and... And scones no that was the victoria and albert museum, museum which we didn't get to this time because it was in a different direction and we ended up spending too many half days in london and everything's really open from 10 to 5 so we did lots of other things we did things that you can do outside of you know visiting hours so we went to buckingham palace at night which was beautiful we did the london eye which was really fun you did that at dusk yeah at night it was dark beautiful. and it was beautiful. Like you could see, you know, you could say St. Paul's c- mm-hmm. Cathedral and Big Ben was lit up and Parliament and the river. And that was I I was very happy that we did that at night. 
Um, I guess at night everyone's just in the pubs. Is that what's happening? I, I guess. Well, they're just at, I mean, home. There's lots of things. <laughs> home? I don't what? know. With their I mean, family? There's lots of things to do at night. There's, you know, plays yeah. and, and that sort of thing, but nothing that we kind of wanted to do. So we we missed a couple of things. We didn't go to the Victoria and Albert Museum. We ended up not going to the Tower of London, which was also on our list of things to right. do. But those were the only two things we missed. Did you see the Tower of London? No, we didn't end up oh. going in that direction. We were going to go and just walk around the outside of it um, on our last morning, but then I twisted my ankle. Right. I fell out of our Airbnb, which was very dramatic. So you probably didn't use the Groupon I gave you for the bus. No, we did not. Because that's a great way to see everything because like with with my holiday i only wanted to see things yeah and not pay the admission price yeah well we um yeah we did we did lots of seeing things we did we walked from the eye back to our hotel then you would see it all everything's sort of at that westminster pier yeah yeah we saw big ben we saw and then we walked all the way to buckingham we walked to buckingham a couple of times Mm -hmm. um both that day and at night and yeah it was great anyway the other thing that i got at um british museum do you remember me telling you before we left that one of the kids so the kids they had two things they wanted to do one they wanted to go in the london eye which we did and two they wanted to go to a sweet shop yes 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 so we went to two candy stores and they both basically sold like stuff that you can buy here at the grocery store right and then we went to the british museum the day before we left and i found exactly what i was looking for at a sweet shop can you hear that rattle they're like they're bonbons they're kind of luxury hand-packed confectionaries they're really good um and they're just i mean this is bo- bonbons is the brand yeah yeah bonbons, the brand. By bonbons fruity berries yeah and those are really oh good. yeah raspberry and blackberry flavored berries have you opened these yet that one i've opened you could have one and then this is a sour watermelon but it's like handmade sour watermelons so they're oh, kind of handmade. different yeah they're softer and they're different sizes as opposed to hacked no, but these are different shapes. <laughs> anyway, this Just is what I... someone picked them up and put them in a bag. Do not mean they're handmade. <laughs> Do not ruin my illusion. So this is what I was mm. looking for at a sweet shop and I didn't find. You're making a face. They're delicious. And is, is it socially acceptable to eat candy during a podcast? I don't know. Well, we just did. And I think, you know, it's going to be. Well, mm. p- people tell us whether or not you like us eating candy on a podcast. Number one ingredient, sugar. Well, yeah. I mean, it is a candy. That's. I think it's number two ingredient is sugar. The, all the way from top to bottom is sugar and color. That's mm-hmm. all that goes in candy. There is pork gelatin in here, too. <laughs> so they're not they're not vegan. So that's good to know. You can't give it to your house painter. Um. Anyway, so that was that was another highlight. I don't think that candy is supposed to be the highlight of the British Museum, but it was actually. This bag and candy is what <laughs> I got. From the British Museum. Hey, yep. speaking of the bag, did you lose your wallet in connection to that bag? Not in connection to this bag, but I did lose my wallet no, in a coffee you didn't. shop. I totally did. So I was having coffee with my friend Madeline Ellis in Manchester at a coffee shop, and we were chatting for about an hour. And then we got up to leave and I picked up one bag that I had and I left. And then I realized, wait a second, this is a bag that Madeline gave me that has books in it. This is not my purse. Oh, no. And I shoved the bag into her hands exactly like you did. And I sprinted back to the coffee shop and there was my purse still hanging on the chair. Nobody had stolen it. Oh, my God. Was your but heart it, racing? Oh, my God. Racing. 
Was your passport in your purse? No, my passport was back at the Airbnb with my family. Yeah. But still. Okay. So the other thing, we did many things in England, but the other thing that's relevant to our podcast that I did was I was sent to Primark by you to buy you a pair of jeans, right? Same kind of jeans that you had picked up, but a smaller size. I frantically sent her a Facebook message two days a day before she was leaving England and I said if you go back to Primark I absolutely need you to pick me up a pair of these jeans I bought a pair of ripped jeans ripped jeans are so on trend right now and as we're getting into the winter months I'm like is it even still a trend I don't know but I was like I love these jeans I bought at Primark but they're too big because as we learned in podcast 11 clothes at Primark when you put them in the washing machine fall apart stretch shrink these were seven pounds. They are unreliable. Totally. But I love them. But they are like too big on me. They, mm-hmm. they were falling down. I wore them to a Remembrance Day ceremony. <laughs> that's a second question. Can you wear ripped jeans to a Remembrance Day ceremony? I would have said no, but that's okay. What if it was in the Bruce County? Oh, that changes everything. Yes, continue. <laughs> so I was wearing them and they kept falling down. And I had leggings underneath them because it was cold and they were ripped jeans. So um, I was like, I need these. So you sent me to Primark to get you a smaller pair of the same jeans. Yeah. And you couldn't find them. You I were- couldn't find. Although I'm not convinced that the ones that I had first found weren't the ones. No, they those ones you sent me were horrendous. <laughs> horrendous. Well. Like I, you, you sent me the picture and you said, are these them? And I was like, no, <laughs> no. Because I, I remember seeing those ones. Uh, okay. So the ones that I liked are ripped. But the key to them is they are ripped at the ankle. They're a slim fit tight around the ankle and ripped at the ankle. And that is next level ripping. Right? When they are ripped at the ankle, that is next level. I am nodding right now, but I don't completely follow. Because then you can wear like cute. You can wear them with heels. You can wear them with boots. Or you can wear them with runners. And they're all ripped at the ankle. Like, ooh, so cool. They're ripped at the ankle. Anyway, they are the most perfect <laughs> jeans. You're going to have to fly back to England yourself. Is the Anyway, so I brought you jeans, but they are not ripped at the ankle. I had to have a man at Primark hold the different options yeah. for you up so I could take yeah. a picture. I was like, excuse me, sir. Can you just hold this for a second while I take a picture? He did not blink. He just did it. He held them for me. So that was great. No, the, the ones that you sent me that were horrendous were like they're called ankle grazers so yeah. i know that's why you think because i said they yeah. were at the ripped at the ankle they were not ripped at the ankle they were cut it was like a kindergarten kid took some scissors and cut yeah, them yeah. straight but they were that's... wide leg no so no the... no they were slim fit they were wide leg and they didn't taper at the ankle so they were like jagged no. floods no they were okay jagged floods no i tried them on they were you've i think that anyway it doesn't matter so now i have brought you a pair of jeans let's, all the way from england i know i'm so excited and they don't have ripped ankles because that's apparently yeah. not something that you can buy for another person so there you go that's one <laughs> this is so exciting and then i also okay so i have t- another two-part story to primark so, so good my friend madeline yeah who is from the north of england manchester area manchester area um, she thinks it's hilarious that everybody loves Primark because she knows Primark from when she was a child. Primark is only a national chain there now. When she was a kid, it was a regional chain and nobody called it Primark. It's more like Primark, Primark, something like that. And it was like the byway. Do you remember really? Byway? Oh, I remember Byway. Yeah. And it was, and she's like, yeah, they sell clothes. 
It's interesting <laughs> that you would put them on your body. <laughs> so, and now, I mean, the Primark stores in England are now impressive. They're like four or five stories tall. They're like H&M. Yeah. But they that, very much, and they're trendy. Yeah. Clothes are still dirt cheap. Yeah. But, but very trendy. They're trendy. So yeah. something happened about 10 years ago. Like their marketing team went like, hey, how could we sell better? And they were like, we should be cool. And then they set out to be cool. But so there is a segment of the British population oh. that remembers that they used to be their version of Byway. These jeans are beautiful, by the way. I know. I'm really happy for you. And they're you great for them. winter because they're not ripped at the ankle. Right. Yes, they are. They are lovely jeans. Okay, so I got you a and present. And they're two sizes too small, so that they're my they're motivating. They're my target jeans because yeah. I really am concerned that the ripped jeans are not appropriate in the winter. Right. So and these are like your spring target jeans. I love it. Right. So gotta have a goal. I'm so excited. Okay, so because you are a festive human being, oh, the most holly jolly. We of did them some all. festive supply shopping at the Primark. So now Amanda's opening up a giant cardboard or giant bag. And <laughs> you have to pick up your mic while you have your reaction. Oh, they are headbands. They are festive headbands. No one does the holidays like the Brits. No, they really. They, they would, yeah. I can only imagine the holiday stuff that's out now because when I was there at the end of October, it was in full swing. So we went. These are so cute. We went to Manchester the weekend that they're you have to take the cardboard off i think in order to properly fit it on your head um we went to manchester the weekend that they started their christmas markets and that was a lot of fun the christmas markets were pretty cool um anyway so then when we got back to london and you sent me to primark so not only did i get you three festive headbands jingle jingle but my kids also bought christmas sweaters yes to wear to your festive brunch birthday yes yeah Amanda the red nose reindeer <laughs> these are fantastic yeah yeah and I got you the kid ones so cute so they were cheaper oh did they have adult ones they had adult ones that were four pounds oh I know snap. right and these were a pound 50 in the kids section these look like ones that Ariana Grande would wear a hundred percent and they're pound 50 amazing so there's glittery so Rudolph um Santa and a, and a red and Santa and green, green I don't know Christmas elf. tree Things, yeah. Green Christmas tree, which my uh, five-year-old has announced she would like to be a Hall- a Christmas tree for Halloween next year. <laughs> I love that. So maybe it'll pass. Maybe she's just uh, in the holiday <laughs> spirit. But uh, that's awesome. Well, thank you. That's wonderful. The best um, souvenirs are ripped jeans from Primark. Absolutely, 100%. Do you know that a lot of people call it Primarni? Primarni. Primark. That's what their nickname is. Oh, like, like Armani? Armani yeah, Primarni. Because it's such a yeah. joke because it's like not even yeah. close to Armani. Yep, yep. I bought um I did I did check out the Harry Potter stuff, but it was all just a little bit too glittery and random. Um but and I, the quality. And the quality was also. Um but I did buy myself a lovely navy blue cardigan that has like even darker, like midnight blue owls on it, which is Harry Potter esque, but not in the Harry Potter section. Love that. I've worn that twice already. So cute. So yeah. far, still holding together. Haven't tried to wash it yet. Um, and I got a whole bunch of stuff for my kids because they have a lot of shirts that are a pound. I know it's crazy. Yeah, really awesome. And you get what you pay for. So, well, you know, there's that too. Yeah. And your kitty cats, you came home to some... Yes, alive cats, which is always good. Thank you for keeping them alive. They were very happy. 
Yeah, it was fun. We did the the cat sitting when you were away. Mm -hmm. And I tried to get the five-year-old involved in it. So we would go over after school, Mm -hmm. which meant we could go to Costco and have hot dogs because you live not too far from the Costco. So, and we did help ourselves to a cheese string every day out of your fridge. Yes. Yes. Um, So highlights from, what was the highlight? Like your best thing. The Portsmouth Historic Dockyards, which were amazing. I was just telling um, the Gentle Giant about that before we started the podcast. So um, basically, there are some old ships. The Victory, which was uh, Lord Nelson was, um, he was was brought on board that to have a battle against Napoleon at Trafalgar. And that's where he died. So it's like a huge historic ship. Um, The Mary Rose, which was sunk in the 16th century and then brought up and is in this really awesome ghostly kind of museum um the warrior which was the first iron hulled warship um basically the british have a very proud naval tradition and so they have this whole thing it's like disney but for the navy and so that was actually that was cooler than we expected and tons of kids stuff um windsor castle Again, very nicely designed for kids. Is that the one that's near the airport? Yeah, it's right near Heathrow. Yeah. Um. So, at, in theory, ten minutes away. In reality, it took us forty minutes to get there because of roundabouts. Kept going off in the wrong direction on the roundabout. Did you guys drive there? Uh huh. Yeah, we did, did. You drive or just no? No, the Viking did. Yeah. No, there was no way I was driving. My job was to keep reminding him that he needed to be in the right lane because I know you know when you're sitting on that side of the. You know, and so you end up. Yeah. I kept saying, Ooh. I am in a different lane than you and we're in the same car. So that probably needs to be adjusted before we run into another vehicle. But we did not run into another vehicle. It was just fine. It was It fine. always looks like you're hitting the other car. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. When, it, because our brains get so used to one thing. And then when you get in the car... Yeah, it was a little bit stressful at first, particularly because the roundabouts come at you fast. Right. But then we got used to it. The drive back. So basically we had a car. Originally, our plan was to go to Stonehenge. So we had a car so that we could go to Windsor Castle on the way to Portsmouth. And then we could do a day trip to Stonehenge. The day trip to Stonehenge didn't happen. But the Windsor Castle was totally worth it. Um, And then, I mean, I mean, the Viking just likes to drive. So he was happy to have a chance to drive. And when you have a car, you can just put your luggage in the trunk as opposed to lugging it from train station to train station to train station. But you really did planes, trains and automobiles because you did take trains. And did. Yeah, we took the train to Manchester Virgin, um, which was great. I mean, so if you are I don't know if anybody listening to this podcast is ever going to plan a trip to England. But if you do, I'm not entirely sure anyone's actually even listening to this podcast. (laughs) That's not true. We have at least (laughs) 25 people who listen to every single episode. Um, So if basically if you want to go to England and you're thinking, I want to get I want to take trains, you want to book your train ticket in advance. Yeah, definitely. You want to watch for sales and you want to commit to a time. If you commit to a time and you buy your ticket on sale, like our tickets from London to Manchester were 11 pounds return. Yeah. Like that's insane. And it could, the swing, it could have been over 100. It could have been over 100. Yeah. It was like a 90% off sale. Yeah. And we booked that in the summer for November. So I booked the tickets like July 11th for travel in November. But even um, shorter distances, because when I was there, mm-hmm. my friend wanted to get to Birmingham, yeah. which I think is like an hour and a half by the train yeah. from England. I want to say that I want to say that Birmingham is, yeah. it was. I think it was yeah. an hour and a half. Maybe it was a fast train. Who knows? Maybe mm-hmm. it was a slow train. But 
um, supply and demand. There, so she booked it three days before she went. Yeah, and it ranged from ten pounds. Yeah. to eighty pounds. Yeah, just based on oh, you want to go at seven a.m. eighty pounds. Can you go at eleven? Ten pounds. Yeah. So sometimes it's not even. Uh, it doesn't have to be months in advance. No, no, no. Yeah. But definitely book it in advance. And then if you have some flexibility. Yeah. And basically like do a little bit of research mm-hmm. and don't just buy the first ticket that you see because it might end up being a ripoff. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. The other highlight was Indian food. Yeah. We ate Indian twice. And I mean, in Canada, we are lucky to live in a very multicultural society and there's lots of great multicultural food here. Um, but there was just something really special about the Indian food. We had we ate it in both London and in Manchester, and they just, you know, it just elevated a little bit above what we normally get here. Like they have this whole, it's standard, um, this papadum um, um, circle of dips, and it ranges from like four to eight dips depending on what restaurant you go to, that you can dip your papadum. You know those crisp crackers. Yep. Um, and I've never had something quite that substantial just put on the table as a starter for everybody. Right. Right. Ooh, I would enjoy that. Oh, my gosh. It was so good. Particularly the place in London. The papadum plate was amazing. Yeah. One of the dips. I was just like, I could just have a big bowl of this. Big bowl of that. Thanks. But the curries themselves were great. The naan was fantastic. And my youngest, who's quite picky, he adores curry. So, yeah, we were happy happy to do that and we ate um italian twice really yeah no that face is appropriate it was not the greatest <laughs> food um and english food a couple of times oh we tell need to me talk I, about- was, I am i am <laughs> dying to hear i got a i i before uh zoe left i said you know you gotta go to toby carberry you know mm-hmm. it's uh so toby, it is what it is but toby carberry cheap. is the ihop of england um the 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 rundown denny's at the side at the edge of town kind of situation i'm i i i don't know if they're all as bad as the one that we went to maybe why why did you you texted me saying it was horrifying it was horrifying so the how re- could an all you can eat breakfast for four dollars and 49 cent be horrifying so the restaurant itself was filthy <laughs> The carpet was like worn and ripped. <laughs> the entire place smelt of something kind of like old coffee, but something else too. Um, the, the food was just, everything was just slightly wrong or a lot wrong. Like the eggs were incredibly rubbery. <laughs> were they fresh cooked in front of you? No. No, no, no. It was a but hot plate of uh, like a, a over because hot... it looked like over easy eggs. Yes. Yes. They had been done at some point earlier <laughs> that day. I'm assuming no. like 6 a.m. And no. just had sat under a heat lamp for no. a while. Oh, yeah. And um, so I will say this. I will say this. The, the toast which you made yourself was fine. I mean, okay, but it's toast. <laughs> and then they had stewed tomatoes. Okay. So I I buttered toast and then I kind of smeared a stewed tomato on top of that and then i put their bacon on it and the bacon and sausage were fine right and considering that it is a place that is known for their meat meat i mean the meat part of it was fine the eggs were unacceptable the coffee was not coffee it was just brown water yeah um i hate to say it but isn't like that's england yeah so we did learn we quickly learned to unless find you go to a Starbucks second cup 100%. or that Costa or like the Costa was co- good. Yeah. Costa was good. Pret a manger or whatever. There's a few yeah. coffee coffee shops, 
but yeah, I went out for breakfast at the Bridge Cafe and I ordered one coffee, one tea. And honestly, I didn't know the difference between the two. Yeah. Of yeah. yeah. It was a very tea variation on coffee. Mm-hmm. It was, so that was, I mean, it was fine. It was 20 pounds for the four of us. Yeah. So that was like one of the cheaper meals that mm-hmm. we had. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, but it was horrifying. Did I see a Yorkshire pudding on your plate? Yes. And the gravy, quote unquote, had fruit in it. What? Is there such a thing as breakfast gravy? I am not familiar, but it was terrible. It was just, no. Okay, well, for starters, you have to go to Toby Carberry for dinner. Yeah, no, I understood, but it was like, it said that it was four miles away and it would take 25 minutes Mm -hmm. to get there, and that seemed excessive. Yeah, no, I get that. Okay, well, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it was an experience. It also, now, the best breakfast that we had was at this place called the German Gymnasium interesting and it was like if toby carvery is the worst version of a full british breakfast the german gymnasium had the best version because it was mostly german and not english and that's the moral of that story but lovely british eggs and british bacon yeah trying to think what i did for breakfast i you know what because i was staying at a friend's house i did my i did my overnight oats yeah i did my overnight oats every uh every morning so when we were in Portsmouth and Manchester, except for that last morning in Portsmouth when we stopped at Toby Carberry on our way out of the city, um, yeah, we just ate breakfast at our Airbnbs. I love an Airbnb for exactly that reason, right? We bought um, instant oats. We did um, toast. Toast. You know, yeah. once we got to Manchester, I bought a package of scones and yeah. clotted cream. Yeah. <laughs> and I just had, you know, I had a cream tea for breakfast kind of thing. It was delicious. So the reason you went to England was to go to this uh, a book signing in Manchester. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. So it's called the Four Brits Book Fest. And it's these four British women who are all super romance readers who decided they wanted to organize a book signing. And so this was their second, I think. I want to say that last year was their first or maybe last year was their second. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, it's they did such a good job. How many people would have attended it? 400 wow so they had two signing chunks so there was a vip ch- signing from 10 to 12 that was capped at 100 tickets and then the afternoon was 320 and now some people bought both tickets because they knew that they wouldn't be able to go all the way around the room in two hours so i mean it's not it wasn't exactly 400 people because it wasn't 420 different people you know so these are people who love romance books yeah these are voracious readers voracious romance readers who they really enjoy meeting the authors yeah and so a lot of people they like they set out set out a goal to read at least one book from every single author there and i want to say there were like 30 authors and so sure enough like a lot of people who came around they're like this is your book that i read before this signing because i knew i was going to meet you and people brought me presents. I brought a bunch of chocolate back to my kids. What kind of presents did? What was like? What was a present that you got? Um, somebody made me two charm bracelets for what? the two books that she had read. Yeah, so one for the entire Pine Harbor series, and then one for personal escort. That's so cool. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. boost to your ego to totally. go to attend one of these <laughs> things, isn't it? It was lovely. It was absolutely lovely, and it was one of the busiest book signings I've ever attended. I was so my friend Madeline Ellis, who lives, she lives um halfway between Manchester and Birmingham 
and she came to be my assistant for the day which really I was like come and sit with me I was primarily going because I was in an anthology called Love in Transit with five other authors and four of them were going to be there and so we thought you know if we were all there then we'd all get to sign the books and that would be kind of cool I fully expected to only sign copies of Love in Transit and be like quiet like I'm not that well known necessarily so um I said Madeline come and sit with me at least I'll have somebody to talk to all day poor Madeline sat there all day handing me books to sign oh <laughs> like we talked we did talk we had lunch together there was a break yeah. for an hour and we had coffee the day before like we ha- we had lots of time to catch up but it was a pretty non-stop day from 10 a.m to 5 p.m that's fun yeah it was amazing yeah and my hand hurt so much <laughs> afterwards from all the signing so but you sell ebooks yeah, but paperbacks too. I mean, my books are all available in paperback. So people, um, they bought books on Amazon and brought them in, but they also ordered them from me. So I shipped 60 books ahead of me um, that people had specifically asked me to bring. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So when you were there, Remembrance Day happened. <laughs> yes. In fact, was you were at the signing when that yeah, happened. So, so Saturday, Remembrance Day was the day of the signing. And then on the Sunday, there's Remembrance Sunday services. So what did your family do for Remembrance Day? So um, we just, so the my family didn't go out on the 11th because in Manchester, they did the parade on the Sunday. Oh. Yeah. But at 11 on the Saturday, there was a firing of some kind of gun um and so the signing itself had a moment of silence at 11 while we listened to that um and did a poppy oh so i have poppies i should have brought them i didn't bring them i'll show them to you another time but in england so in canada we also have the tradition of wearing the poppies to you know for remembrance day and in canada they're plastic kind of um with a velvety kind of a coating in england they do poppies at a whole other level had they started when you were there no just okay, so just, came down just yeah. yeah so so they do they call it poppy relief the poppy relief fund and the most common is a paper poppy and so that's what you put in your, like your 20 pence or your pound coin or whatever and you and you can take it from the box but they also the their legion also sells metal pins big glass brooches some people make their own like i saw at the signing some people had like these giant knitted poppies that they wear um they're they are much more creative and varied in how they um honor and remember for remembrance day and i actually think those are so cool very cool they started to pop up only a couple years ago like some homemade ones yeah and uh and i remember asking people is that offensive to wear one of those and people say as long as you're donating yeah like no yeah i would like to see that become more and so something which might be interesting to do next year is yes people do like a charity fundraiser thing for poppy relief um and yeah it doesn't matter as long as you when you see the legion boxes just donate into them totally yeah but yeah environmental and they'll stay on because that's always an issue is my poppy falls off every year yeah um so, so this year was the 100-year anniversary of the end of the First World War. Right. So I have two metal pins that say 1917-2017 on a little tiny metal poppy. Very cool. So I brought two of those back. Very cool. They were my favorite poppies of all of the ones that I saw. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, cool. So what else about England do I need to know about? 
Because um, you really, this po- this podcast is really for it's me. It's all about, it's all so about I you can know how that ex- trip is. Well, so I really, so the next time that you go back to England, I would highly recommend that you um, go to the German gymnasium, which was right next to King's Cross Station. I don't think you understand how, how quite cool that restaurant was. It's a giant old like, I don't really gym. go enough to well, to to, to, to ne- the warrant next time. Just going pop to over. that. Yeah. Just pop over for brunch. Right, yeah, because I just think it's but, hilarious that I went to England and then you went to England. And we did completely different things. Well, and it also makes it seem like we world travel all the time, <laughs> which is couldn't be further from the truth. Um, just kind of happenstance happened. The other thing which we didn't do right around the corner because of the, the sprained ankle, there's a YouTube creator store. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. And I really regret that we didn't go to that. Um, but what we did do that's also right there. Basically, if I go back to England anytime soon, I'm totally staying in the King's Cross Camden Town area because there's a lot of stuff right there that I didn't do. Right. But the, what I did do was I went to station, uh, I went to platform nine and three quarters. Right. In King's Cross Station, which is now a giant thing. So I thought, oh, I'll just go and I'll just take a picture. No, you have to stand in line for an hour. And that was on a Tuesday morning and it was a school day. It was insane how busy it was. So I skipped the picture. I just went. They have a shop there. But I did buy a bunch of stuff from the shop. And I bet it was more than expensive than at Primark. Very. Yes. <laughs> but better quality stuff. Yeah. 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 Okay. What, I, what I did not buy was the, the five-year-old at the beginning of the trip at Windsor Castle wanted one of the Queen's stuffed corgis. Which is the only thing I think you should have bought. I know, in hindsight, but then we didn't end Because I saw it. him with a stuffed owl. That was That's Hedvig. That's from Harry Potter. Yeah, it's I, from the Harry Potter store. It would have been better with, with the <gasps> corgi. No. He I need to get into Harry Potter again. Yeah. With the, with the five-year-old. You know, because it's ironic because you're the person who got me involved in Harry Potter like 20 years ago. I know. Also, how does that make you feel old? No. Delightfully aged. That I got you into that 20 <laughs> I, years I was telling ago. the nine-year-old about how I glommed all f- the first four books on our trip to the Dominican Republic. And he's like, why only four? There are seven. And I said, well, because book five hadn't come out yet. And he went, wow, you're really old. Exactly that reaction. <laughs> right. I know. They will never know the struggle yeah. of having to wait for and, those books. And we went at midnight. Remember, we went to midnight yeah. uh, um, to the Shoppers Drug Mart because they were open at midnight and then they could sell us book five. Yeah. 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 So. Harry Potter fan. All right. I'm just going to ask a quick question. Are you getting your kids fingerlings for Christmas? What's a fingerling? You don't know what a fingerling is? No. Those stupid monkeys on your fingers. What stupid monkey? No. The it toy of no. 2017. I never do the it toy. No. I don't even know what it is and I don't care and I'm definitely not getting it. However, it is on, well, is this going live on Monday? Yeah. Oh, happy birthday. Thank you. It's her birthday today. If you're listening to this on release day, which is like one person might do that. We'll say hi, Melanie Sean, because I think Melanie listens to this podcast pretty re- re- uh, pretty <laughs> religiously. Um, but it's your birthday. And it is also the, well, now six-year-old's birthday. I just called I him know. the five-year-old. But he ha- shares your birthday. And um, he wants to have a fidget spinner cake for his birthday. Really? A hundred percent. So I don't do like the it thing, but I do do the it thing sometimes apparently well the, no fidget spinners are no longer no longer the right, it thing they were and it anyway. yeah so yeah that's what he so the, so spoiler that's what we're having birthday cake is it in the shape of his fidget spinner no, or does so, it has a fidget spinner on it so as a mediocre mother yeah um 
I I quickly agreed to that. By the way, (laughs) yes, agreed. We're all we. uh, So I googled yeah how to make a fidget spinner cake. I clicked on a link. I saw that it called for fondant icing. I went back. I googled again. Easy fidget spinner cake. And um, then I saw somebody who had the genius idea of just taking a regular cake and then just putting skewers up and just putting fidget spinners on it. Oh. And 100% that's what we're going to do. So meaning like you're just going to take your kids fidget spinners? No, I think I'll put new ones on. So that, I mean, that's a Oh, that increases the price. Well, I don't care about you that. Know you I just care do? about it being easy. No, you know what you should do? Take a picture of a fidget spinner and then take it to Dairy Queen and say, put this on the cake. Yes, that is another good option. Right? Yeah, those edible picture things. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 I think it, I couldn't think you draw good. fidget spinners in icing. They would quickly turn into penises, by the way. 100%. If you drove. Like, did you hear about the story about the pilots who drew up in the air they drew a penis in the air over washington state and then some people were like well no it's a top hat and i'm like no it's clearly a penis <laughs> yeah what well, and it was they had to apologize and they had to apologize um so he wants a fidget spinner cake hey yeah no but i, I thought then then the fidget spinnery things are that's like the kids each get one. Oh, okay. You know that when I was in England, there was a fidget spinner with Phoebe's name. My oh, five-year-old's name is Phoebe. Yeah. And it was three pounds <gasps> and I didn't buy it. What? And I was like, eh. Yeah. I, and it was pink. I probably I, bought it. I spent the entire trip telling my kids that they could not have fidget spinners. Every single museum that we went into. Yeah. Every single. They're, but they're just generic. They were like. Yeah. Didn't even say the British Museum. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Okay. So fidget spinners are still somewhat going strong yeah they love them you know what you could take you could take a cake and you could cut it in the shape of a fidget that spinner is already too much work but that is a good idea so basically the so i'm i'm gonna have to make two cakes right because we're having it's monday night you know we're having his actual birthday dinner just with you guys and then he's going to have a party with his friends at school um, but that can't happen until I have a kitchen. At the moment, I don't have a yeah. kitchen. So um, at you don't that, have a kitchen. I don't have a bathroom. So at that point, I think I might do the cake in the shape of a sh- fidget spinner. Yeah. But I'm not doing the fondant thing. That's no, 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 no. no, no, no. Also, fondant tastes terrible. I don't yeah. understand. Yeah. Um, but I think that I can probably figure out a way. But yeah, that was actually pretty straightforward. The cake shape cutting part was fine. Mm. I can handle Plus that. Plus then if you cut a cake, you get lots of cake you can eat. Right. That you can just eat yourself. Right. I hate cake, but that's fine. I'm sure right. somebody in my house will volunteer. I will volunteer. <laughs> yeah. All anyway, right. So, so yeah. then let's wrap up episode 12. All done. Also known as the birthday episode. Also known as the England episode. <laughs> the second English England episode. And then uh, we are going to have episode 13, right? Even though it's unlucky. Is it unlucky? Number 13. I think it's fantastic. So I think then then the next episode is going to be episode 13, which will we talk about Taylor Swift (gasps) because 13 is her number. I did. November 13th is her birthday. Okay. I'm going to say what I was about to say for episode 13. Stay tuned. Come back next week. Mm